0: Welcome to Midweek Motivation on Wove Inspiration, the extra push you need to keep moving forward. Good afternoon, good afternoon, you guys. This is Wove Inspiration's Midweek Motivation, and I am your host, Althea Richardson. And today, this afternoon, I am I have the privilege and honor to talk to Augusta Georgia's leader for the Women of Empowerment International, and she is a life coach as well as a stylist on a talk show. This woman is busy, and so I'm grateful and thankful to have her on my show today. Her name is Melody Manning. How are you doing, Melody? I am
1: well. How are you doing this?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So let's go ahead and get started. Now, one of the things I want to do, because I saw your um, message that you had posted one day that you, I guess, we were reflecting on who you are and where God has taken you. So I'm going to share just a little bit about what this woman of God has went through. And the key word is through. So she was a teenage mother who was told that she would never amount to anything. She was also told by doctors that she would have to learn to walk and talk after a a tumor was found. She also fought and beat depression and low self-esteem. And she, she's—I mean, I'm sure that there has been a whole lot more that is gone that she's gone through in her life. But this woman of God is phenomenal because she has overcome all of that. And so I'm grateful, Melody, that you were on today to share your story on how you got you overcome and beat the odds when of the naysayers. So let let's dig deep into first of all, talking about you being um, a teenage mother.
1: Okay. Um, Well, I had my daughter. Um, I have two children, but I had my daughter, which is 32 now, Mm -hmm. at the um, age of 17. Um, I was 17 years old. I was fairly a good student, came from a two-parent home and um, was in church, active and stuff, but during that time, I was sexually active. And being sexually active, I realized later on in life the reason I found myself in that spot is because I was actually searching for something, mm-hmm. and and that was the filler at that time. And as a result of that, um, I did become pregnant, and I um, had my daughter. Um, which, even with my daughter um, being here, um, it was somewhat of a, a, a challenge because to hear that your life is ruined, you're never going to amount to anything, um, you're not going to finish school, and you can't do this and you can't do that because now you have this child to take care of. Mm-hmm. Um, her father was somewhat in her life, but we all know the story of um, right. how sometimes the men can can walk away from some things and they're not there full time. Um, so a lot of it did fall back on me, but with having her, um, I was a daddy's girl. And um, one of the biggest things was the disappointment and the hurt that I know I caused my father, um, when I became pregnant, but my parents, one thing they did stress, um, is you're going to go to school, you're going to finish school, and no, we're not going to play public assistance. You're going to get out, and you're going to get a job, and you're going to go to work. Um, once you finish with school, you're coming home, you're taking care of this baby, and that's exactly what my mom did. When I go to school, because I finished up my senior year, went to <laughs> school, I then went to a part-time job. I came in at night, she met me at the door, she handed me my daughter. Uh, so my daughter did homework with me Um, they did not they didn't play that they Mm -hmm. they wanted to teach me that this is your responsibility you know and because of that I have 13 years between my kids Um, okay but even with that one of the things um, I determined for myself is I had to prove people wrong Mm -hmm. um, that I could do what I set out to do, and I didn't get to do it the traditional way, um, some things I'm still working in, working on to accomplish, but the ultimate goal is that I'm going to see the end result of everything that I set out to do.
0: Amen, amen. so and so you were saying that your mom, she basically said, "This is your child, you take care of her." Um, oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm out of that. <laughs> I'm out of that. And, and you know, what's interesting, like in today's society now, it's not even close to that anymore. It, it's, it's it. not, it's really crazy that we have grandmothers that already raised their children and now they're raising their grandchildren's children. That's amazing. It's amazing
1: true that that is true and you know during that time i didn't quite understand what my mother was doing because of course i was still a teenager you know mm-hmm. um she did allow me sometimes where i got to go out and hang out with the other kids but the majority of the time she was like no this this is your child you got to take um care of this baby and i think that is what kind of steered me also from um having another another child right behind my door
2: yeah. or
1: being a, you know, being more careful during that time.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, and you know, I, one thing is most of the young women that I befriend or whatnot are always younger than me. And I always try to encourage them and tell them, that yeah, you may have made what you think is a mistake, but take it and turn it into a win.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, don't don't forget your overall goal as to what you have because it's not the end. Right. It right. is it's truly not the end.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's go forward just a little bit and talk about what the doctors told you when they discovered that you had a tumor.
1: Okay. Well, I um had been experiencing headaches um really, 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 really bad. And um, I went into the emergency room and it, it was during a time that my husband was working um out of town. So I was home by myself, me and the kids, but my daughter was a teenager. So I went into the emergency room and um, you know, they're running all kind of tests and stuff, and they had given me something for the pain and I just remember a doctor coming in and he asked me who my primary physician was and that I needed to go see them the next day immediately. And and I'm kind of half out of it and I'm asking them, okay, well, what's going on? Is everything all right? Are you going to keep me? And they Mm -hmm. were like, well, you've got a small tumor um, that you need to have removed and it's behind your left ear. Mm. Okay. I'm halfway out of it. My husband's not in the area. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) here I am. I got to deal with this, you know, all by myself. And and that's how I felt at that time. But um, when I did go see my doctor, she did more tests and she was saying yes. And she said, well, what we're going to do is we're going to give you the holidays because it was like in October. We're going to give you the holidays to prepare your family enjoy the holidays with your family. And we're going to try to do surgery February of that next year, because okay. what she told me is once they did the surgery to remove it, she said, "Yeah, you're going to have to learn how to walk, and you're going to have to learn how to talk again." Um, so that's why we want you to take this time to be with your family because you're going to really have a journey ahead of you. And I remember during that time when she when she told me that for some reason I felt. A calm like I had never felt before. Mm. Um, wow! I tend to be a very emotional person, but during that time, I, I felt the calm like I, I've never felt before, and I and I made up my mind at that point. You said I have a tumor, mm. but God didn't tell me I had a tumor, so I I never discussed the conversation as if it was a possibility that it was true. Okay. I, I always spoke. I'm healed. I don't have to go through that. Even though I went to my doctor visits and stuff, I still spoke. I, I don't have to go through that. I know this is not going to happen. This is not happening. People were looking at me like, how can she say that? Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I only told my um, immediate family, and I told my pastor um, and one of the elders at the church at the time what was going on and, and they prayed and, you know, kept in touch. Of, but I still kept believing I'm going to be all right. i I've got stuff that I got to do and I'm not going to allow this to slow me down. Right. So when I went back in that January and they did another scan and, you know, it, and, and I smiled because I was laughing the whole time and, the nurse, she said, well, are you nervous? I said, no, I'm not nervous. I'm, I'm well. All is well. Um, and I'll never forget the day I got the call. I was actually at work. Um, my coworkers um, did know what was going on because I was going to have to take time off from work. And the first thing my doctor said, um, Doctor, um, she said to me, and she said, this is truly God. <laughs> she, said, yes. I, I don't, she said, I don't have any other way to explain it, Miss Freeman. This is truly God. She said, we cannot find anything. Mm. <laughs> she said, I, I looked at it closely, did the comparison. She said, I don't see anything. She said, so the only thing I'm going to ask you to do at this point is come back in a couple of months. We're going to run another test. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to see if I can see anything there. Well, lo and behold, I went back a couple of months later. They did another scan. They didn't see anything then. And she, at that point, she said, you're a walking miracle.
2: My she God. Said,
1: this is nothing but God. But that day in my office, I, I had to close the door to my office. And I just praised God. Because at that point, I really understood if you have that faith. Mm-hmm. and you hold on to it and you don't waver and the things that you speak out your mouth they can be so
0: my god so, and and that's what people don't don't seem to understand the things that took place in the bible they still happen today
1: they still happen today <laughs> and, and, and it is all about applying that word um even myself sometimes i still have to catch myself mm-hmm. sometimes when i when i say certain things but and i and i'll say it and i'll be like you can't say that melody because there is so much power in what we speak
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so i do I, I make it a point to be conscious of what i bring out my- Yeah,
2: that
0: is. Awesome. That is really, I, I don't even, it's hard to even describe <laughs> how, well, we already know how it was done. It's just amazing that not only was it a testimony for yourself, but it also affected the doctors that were saying this and that. The people that you work with I mean, it it really made a major difference in in a lot of the people's lives that knew what was going on. That's amazing.
1: Yes, um, I, and you know, sometimes I I, I have to really, I, I the things that I see and the things that happen in my life, and I I just I have to keep it forefronted. He did it then, melody. he could do something so big, then this is just minor. Why are you even sweating this? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing I try to share with people that are close to me, and I used to tell my coworkers um all the time when they um when they when they're going through something is to say, "You know what? in a little while you're gonna look back and you're gonna laugh." And you're going to say, "Why was I sweating it? Mm-hmm. God had it, so why was I even worried about it? I yeah. always tell people you go look back and say, Why the heck did I even consider that a problem <laughs> because I know he's going to work it out.
0: Yeah, he always does and and one of the things one of the scriptures that came up in my spirit was the peace of God. <laughs> that surpasses all understanding. This is, I mean, you, you're getting the news that you had a, a small tumor um, on your, that was on your brain. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And so then they're telling you, you know, they're, in their eyes, it's like, okay, based on science, you you're you're going to have to learn to walk. You're going to have to learn to talk. And, you know, this is, I guess, standard, for based on their understanding, but God said yes. that all things work together for the good of them that love God and who are the called according to his purpose and plan.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: who's gonna, how you deny that? <laughs> how you deny that? That's just, that's, that's amazing. Truly, truly amazing. Now, one of the other things that came that, um, came up also was um that you fought and beat depression and low self-esteem
2: so tell me about that as well
1: um well I had a a number of events that um kind of hit my life all at one time Mm -hmm. um the health issue that I had for myself the tumor also, my husband, um, who was deceased, he needed a heart transplant during that time. Um, my father was battling cancer um, and had only been given so long to live during that time. So I had a number of mm-hmm. things um, that were going on in, in my life at that time. And it was, it was, it was kind of overwhelming. Okay. When you think about the number of things that were going on, because I did, um, I lost my father. And then after I lost my father, um, I have a younger brother. It's just me and my brother. Um, he he's in, he's in federal prison. Um, okay. And then after that, his son, which my parents raised, um, is incarcerated. And then my husband, he passed. So I had a number of things that was just like coming at me. And then my father-in-law, which I was very close to, he passed and I just felt like, oh my God, I'm losing all of the men (laughs) that that, that played that male role, that that male covering role in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm losing them. Um, and I was overweight at the time. Um, I just was unhappy. I was, un- I was battling a a lot of things. Um, because when you get to thinking about it, my husband, which is deceased, um, cause he died after my father-in-law passed. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you, you see what I'm saying? I, I, I lost all the male coverings. Um, so with that, I was, Dealing with, I've, I've got children. I have my mother left here. Mm-hmm. You know that survival mode kicked in, and when that survival mode kicked in, kind of Melody went out the door.
2: Yeah, Melody
1: kind of checked out um, for a while. Um, that I, I I I I battled because I was heavier. I'm still a big girl now, but I was much heavier. Um, during that time and it was basically I just I as some people refer to them they said I was I looked very homely but I was okay with it at that point because I didn't see it right yeah I, I had a look about me um, and with that um, sometimes I, I say well if you saw that look on me why didn't you tell me at that time exactly. <laughs> People approach me now and they'll be like, oh, my goodness, you look so, so different now. Your, your personality, you're more outgoing and, and things now. And I was saying, but you knew me then. Mm-hmm. And why didn't you say, honey, something's wrong? You know, you need to do what you need to do to get better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that time with the depression, I did. I, I, I went to counselors. It helped me work um, through a lot of it because it was hard for me to even smile during those years. Because I'm going to say years um, that I battled with it. Um, It was hard for me to smile. I didn't do pictures or anything. And to be in a room full of people and truly be lonely and feel alone, I understand that because that's where I was. And, And to battle, to come out of it, it's a constant every day battle mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not medicated, but it's a battle every day. When I get out of bed and, and I, I give my thanks to God, the next thing I have to do is truly encourage Melody. You're beautiful. You're valuable. You're enough. You're mm-hmm. smart. You're intelligent. You're successful. I have to remind Melody of all of the things that Melody is. Um, so that's, that's one of the things, uh, about me, um, with the depression. And a lot of people, they think that it could be a quick fix that you could come out of it, but no, but my biggest concern is, and I ask, why didn't you say something to me? Mm
2: -hmm. If you're
1: my friend, you're my cousin, you're my aunt, you're my mother. Why didn't somebody say, "But now you could say you saw that look on me, but why didn't you say, "Honey, you need to get some help right because and I, yeah, I had to hit rock bottom, and I had to say no i can't I can't do this I've got to get some help and and see that's that's been a topic
0: um that I've come across uh, with different people uh before is the fact that Um, we as African-Americans can walk around a certain way, feeling a certain way. And when it comes to like depression and things of that sort, for whatever reason, we don't want to talk about it or we, we accept it as, as something that, oh, that she's just going through something and, you know, eventually she'll come out of it or whatever. But it's a topic that really needs to be discussed. In, in in our culture because the norm is not oh well I'm, I'm feeling bad and if you're feeling bad for a month there's something wrong definitely
1: and you know another phrase that I found that we use a lot in the African American um, community is we'll use that oh that's just so and so phrase right and Yeah. And, and, and that is you, you see it because to me, that means you're acknowledging that it's there. You see it, Mm -hmm. but you're just choosing, you're blankly choosing not to address it and assist that person. Exactly. Yeah. When you say that, Oh, that's just such and such, and that, and that's a that can be a dangerous thing because we know that there are different degrees of depression. And when I say I hit rock bottom, I had planned out how I was gonna do everything. Yeah, you know, and and I did. I reached out to someone um, during that time, and and they they scooped me up that day, um, and they ministered to me that day. But my bottom was yeah. I had planned it out. This is this is what I'ma do and. This is going, how it's going to go, and I'm going to make sure my kids are taken fi- care of financially. I had it all planned out.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, you know, we don't know how depression affects people because we're so good with that thing called a mask mm-hmm. sometimes. And like I said, that old yes so-and-so, we need to be a little more concerned and a little more compassionate, a little more care and not so afraid sometimes to get into a person's space. Right. Because right. They may need you in that space.
0: Yeah, exactly. So how, how and you said you went to counseling and everything. How, how was that experience for you?
1: Um at first it it was um at first I felt ashamed because as you know in the African American community, Mm-hmm. Um, we, we hear all the time, oh, we don't go see therapists or counselors or um psychiatrists. We don't do that. Um so it had a stigma with it. But the more that I did do it, the more comfortable I got with it because I was there, but I wasn't really comfortable. So I didn't I didn't receive the treatment properly at first because I was worried about the stigma and I mm-hmm. wasn't comfortable with it. So even though it was just me and the and the person in the room, I still had all of that within me and wasn't right. able to get what I needed fully at that point. But the more I went and I realized, Melanie, this is about you. It's not about anybody else because they allowed you to walk around this time and nobody said anything to you. So you got to do this for yourself.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I commend you first and foremost for, seeking help, seeking treatment. And like I said, that's another topic, a whole other topic of discussion when it comes to mental illness and everything in accepting the fact that mental illness is as if it was um, medical. Um, Your body, you may have things going on with your body. You go to a doctor to see about what's going on with your body. If you're having, uh, if there's a mental a mental illness situation going on you go to a doctor to see about getting help for that so it's it's no difference there is no difference it's either the mind or the body but either one they you still have to learn to take care of yourself and it should not be something that you should be ashamed of so this is like I said this is a whole that's a whole nother topic that I'm definitely going to get in have a deep discussion on because it really needs to be addressed. So you had posted, like I said earlier on, on Facebook, that there was a day that you were standing in the bathroom and you are about to shed some tears because of the fact that you have overcome so much. So what 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 was going on
1: with you that day? Well, it was one of those days where I can't even remember what exactly what was going on, but it was one of those days where I was questioning melody as to girl, you should be further along than what you are and you're dealing with this issue or this happened or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I had to, as I said earlier, I had to stop and say, Mm-mm, you, you, you're not losing anything. You're not a loser because, girl, you, you overcame so, so much. And we've only touched the tip of the iceberg. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But, you know, um, you've overcame so much. So this other little stuff is just that. It's little stuff. Right. And, and you're worthy of so much more because of the fact that you have overcome. Because sometimes we, we question ourselves, you know, we're human, mm-hmm. and, and we can question ourselves as to where we are in life, what we're accomplishing, how we're doing, and just different things and comparing ourselves to other people. And, and I had to stop at that moment and say, yes, you're getting older. Yes, you're getting wrinkles. But you've overcome so so much, mm-hmm. and and just the power. Sometimes to just sit back and think of the things that we've made made it through. Yeah, that can fuel where we're going. And it, that was just one of those days where I just stopped. You know, because um, I was looking in the mirror and I and I and I could see so many things and and was questioning some stuff. But I I did. I had to stop and encourage myself and remind myself.
2: Mm -hmm. what
1: I had actually overcame and all of it is just through the grace of God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we have to, we find ourselves like thinking we should be at a certain point in our lives and everything. And, but I I love how Holy Spirit reminds us, but you you remember when you ever overcome, overcame this, do you remember that time when you were, experiencing this and, and, but it's still all worked out for, for, for your good. So we sometimes need reminders on, of that. And one of the things that I always look at as far as Facebook is concerned is there are a lot of different stories that are shared on there. And when I'm thinking, you know, that I'm, I'm having a bad day or something and, you know, things aren't working out. And sometimes there's an inspirational story on there that really encourages me in that, you know what? I'm not as bad off as I thought I was. Um, and, and it's so important that we surround ourselves with other like, like-minded uh, individuals, especially supporting each other as women. So yeah. that we keep each other in check Um, Every now and then, because one can fall down. We got to go down, go over there and pick her up. And so that's one of the things that I so love about Women of Empowerment. And you are the leader for the Augusta, Georgia chapter of Women of Empowerment. So how did you get involved in that?
1: I actually got involved in the um, group. I got an invitation from one of the other members, um, Tara. Tanksley Stalins. Um, mm-hmm. and, and me and Tara, we, 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 I knew of Tara and Tara knew of me, but we weren't, um, like close friends and things, but she sent me the invitation and I said, well, if Tara sent me this invitation, it's got to be on the up and up and it's got to be good. So mm-hmm. I, I immediately went ahead and joined, went to the, to the first meet and greet, the open house and I enjoyed it just with the other women conversating and stuff and a couple of days after that I got a phone call from um, the then leader Latanya and she was like "Uh, would you like to be the co-leader and I was like co-leader okay what I (laughs) got to (laughs) do so her and Angela got the information to me and I became the um, co-leader of the chapter and and I have to admit, um, Latanya and I—we work, we just click. We we get on the phone, and we can spend hours on the phone. We talk just about every other day, <laughs> and and all the conversation is basically about women of empowerment. Yeah. Um, she got promoted to um, regional, and when she got promoted to regional, I then became the leader of the Augusta chapter, and I have to say we there are some amazing women Mm -hmm. and women of empowerment. Um, And one thing I like about it is that the organization is organized. Um, They believe in proper, everything being done in proper order. I do like that. And I like the fact that we're not an empowerment group. we are just saying we're an empowerment group. We're actually out working. Exactly. Um, yeah. That that's one of the biggest things that I I enjoy and I really like about the about the group, the organization, is because the women are actually working. It's not that you're just saying, oh I'm in mean, women of empowerment, just to be saying you're they are actually hands-in, out working in the communities, in their perspective, perspective fields.
2: Mm-hmm. The women
1: are actually involved. So that is one thing that I'm I'm excited about. And I do like about the organization.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So it seems like we've run out of time. But <laughs> <laughs> wow, time goes by <laughs> really too fast here. But so what upcoming events or projects are you doing personally, as well as with Women
1: of Empowerment? Well, Women of Empowerment, I'm going to talk about that project um, okay. because I know we're short on time. And it is something that is has really become close to my heart. We're doing a back to school drive, but our back to school drive is not one that's a traditional back to school drive. Because, you know, during back to school, a lot of places give out the paper and the book bags and the pencils right. and stuff. But one of the women that's in our organization here in Augusta, she works within the school system. She's a counselor, a life coach as well. She works within the school system, and she works with a group of girls. And what she has identified that is a problem that she was actually funding out of her pocket last year is bare necessities. For when these kids go home, there may not be soap. There may not be cinnamon products. There may not be toothpaste, those type of things. So what we're doing is we're collecting hygiene products. Okay. uh, And we're going to do hygiene closet at a couple of the local schools that she's working with. um, And we'll have people that can identify the students that would need the services. And we'll have it on hand in those closets for them. I didn't realize it was such a, you know, issue. Mm -hmm. Or let me say, I had not given it the thought. Because sometimes when things don't hit your front door, you don't, you're not so involved in it. Right, Uh, yeah. We've heard about the issues in Africa. We've heard about the issue, the sanitary napkin issue in India, those different places. But to be in the U.S. and to be right here within our community, that we have kids that's not able to come to school and function properly because they're dealing with self-esteem issues then also missing time out of class we need to fill that gap so that's one of the big product um projects that we're working on right now and the people are receiving it very well because the donations are really coming in
0: awesome awesome so how can people um participate in this drive
1: well i have it listed on my um facebook page which is melody manning I have a Facebook group which is called Inspired by Melody. All of my members here in Augusta that are part of the Women of Empowerment, it's on all of their pages, so they can contact any of us, um, mainly myself or either Tara Tanksley-Stalin. She's on Facebook as well. And we can get you the information of how to send it to us if you're not here in our local area because we actually did have someone contact Tara and um, they sent a big shipment. Um, They ordered from Sam's and had it delivered to her, a big um, shipment of products to her. So we're on Facebook, you can find us there. We share it all the time, constantly, daily. So Mm -hmm. you can just get in touch with us and we can make sure um, you have information as to how to get the products to us.
0: Yes, and I will be sharing the flyer as well, um, not only on my personal page, Althea M. Richardson, MA, as well as Wove Inspiration uh, Facebook page. And um, if anyone is interested in being a part of this awesome organization, whether you're in Augusta, Georgia or any of the any other states cuz we got a quite a number of uh chapters throughout the United States you'll need to go to www.womenofempowermentinternational or intl.org yes. that's it right, right yes okay <laughs> <laughs> yes that.
1: you you got
0: it correct awesome awesome so Do you have any last words for our listening audience?
1: Yeah. They're going to be just basic. It's going to be basic. Um, These are my hashtags that that I always use. And and I always say, won't he do it? Hey, (laughs) yes. Faith it till you make it. (laughs) And push. You have to remember to push. Even when it seems tight, it seems like you can't go no further. Take that last little bit of energy you have and just push because I promise you, you're gonna win. All you got to do is just give it to God.
0: And well, she is definitely a living witness to that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Girl, you don't even understand. (laughs) That is amazing. That is truly amazing. Melody, it has been. It has been a blessing to hear your story, and I am truly inspired and, and just in awe at how God was able to um, use you as a vessel and a major testimony to a lot of people. And it's definitely made a difference in, in my life as far as your story, because that is truly amazing. And it definitely shows that God is still a miracle worker today.
1: He is. He yes, is. He is. <laughs> Most
0: definitely. Yeah. So I thank you so much for being on to sh- on the show today. And um, again, I will be showing sharing your information on Facebook as well as my Instagram. You guys, you need to get in contact with this lady on Facebook. And yeah, you need to participate in um, everything that she's doing for the community. So this is Althea with Wove Inspirations Midweek Motivation. You guys have an awesome day. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Midweek Motivation on Wove Inspiration. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you would like to be a guest on the show, email your bio and picture to woveinspiration at gmail.com. If you would like to continue the conversation, make a comment or you have any questions. You can share them on Wove Inspirations Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. This is your host, Althea Richardson. You're almost there. Keep moving forward.